This episode is brought to you by CEP Compression Australia. CEP Compression Apparel gives the user more energy, greater endurance and enhanced performance during activities. McAfee, welcome back to the podcast. I'm good. Yeah, Sounds like I'm traveling good. better than you are. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a uh, bit of a heavy week, but uh, I think I'm on the uh, on the improve, on the way up. Yeah, good to hear, mate. And um, congratulations. So 217.50, was that your time for your debut marathon at Gold Coast? Yeah. Um, I've heard 50 or 43. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, so I've heard it both ways, but, um, around there. Yeah. I assume your gun and net time can't be different starting at the front of the race. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just think, um, the, um, one of the, uh, clocks was off, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah, right. So fourth overall and Oceana champion. So first Aussie in ahead of Jacob Cox, who uh, I'm sure you'll talk about shortly, but he was with you for most of the run. And um, Aiden Hobbs, who's massively up on the rise in his mid-30s this year and a bit of a purple patch. So really good to see a lot of Aussies up front there. Yeah, yeah, they were. I mean, um, the with the field not being as international as it usually is it gave us a bit of a chance um to to showcase i guess what we've got here and um i was lucky in the fact that um com games and world champs are really soon so um yeah we were able to get um a little bit more of a domestic field rather than um an internationally um really well-known field yeah, definitely those. So I actually spoke to Aiden Hobbs last night. So I'll, I'll put up both of these um, publicly today. But um, yeah, I noticed looking through the results that if you look at the top 50, pretty much 90% of them were Aussies. And I counted four Japanese. And the Japanese contingent's normally pretty strong. So was it just a COVID thing that affected international travel, do you think, this time around? Yeah, I think the main partner is Japan. And Japan's not in a good way or... If- well, from what I hear is um, still pretty protective on their um, borders. So it would have been a little bit harder, I guess. Um, and yeah, not having um, the event for the last three years, I think would have had an impact, but um, talking to the CEO, Cam Hart, um, the other day, he was, he was really overwhelmed with how good the event was and, um, yeah, it doesn't matter if there's if there's 90% of them that are Australians. Um, yeah, like, that's awesome that they came. So, yeah. Yeah, you've got to run to, to the race and who's in front of you. And, yeah, it was a little bit lighter, particularly probably the top 20, top 10 to 20. Um, but I'll say Naden last night from about 225, 30 upwards, there was like 60 runners in the 230s, which is great depth. And that's, that's, a, that's a good time. Um, and, again, most of them Aussies. Yeah, yeah, 
yeah, you just got to do with what you've been dealt. So. Yeah, so mate, tell us, before we get into the race, tell us about the last few days. You said you've been in, in hospital. with Were they issues directly related to, to post-marathon? Yeah, uh, so I, I went into hospital on Tuesday night um, because I just felt like I couldn't breathe and, um, yeah, had a, a big headache and, and fevers and chills. So um, I went, me and my girlfriend were going to go down to Iluka so I drove down to Iluka and then um, went to the pharmacy to get a, a Ventolin puffer um, and that didn't do anything. So I went into the hospital and they said that I had um, rhabdomyolysis, which is, um, is it too much potassium or not enough? Um, like the muscle breakdown. Yeah. Of, um, and not being like flushed out of the body properly. Yeah. So the muscle breakdown wasn't being flushed out of the body. So, like severe high dehydration. Um, so, yeah, it, basically because I didn't hydrate after the marathon. And I certainly didn't help myself that night <laughs> either. So, um, yeah, uh, I paid for it. So. Yeah. I actually Googled it last night. So, rhabdomyolysis. My, um, breakdown of muscle tissue that releases a damaging protein into the blood. Um, so yeah. is this something that you've been told similar to myoglobin, which um, yeah gets into the blood? Basically, yeah, my hemoglobin was low, and I had a high, a really high um, creatine count. So I also think I had an infection. Like I, I was, uh, I got out on Wednesday, um, and then Wednesday night I was sleeping. And it was like a 12 degree night or 10 degrees. And I was, I sweated through the whole bed, like <laughs> in a pretty bad way, but uh, a lot better today. Um, today has been the best day. Um, and yeah, but um, that's what happened. Yeah. So do you think, was it avoidable with what you did during the race or like definitely after if you'd been on the waters pretty constantly yeah. 24 hours post race you would have been okay or do you think it was inevitable i have no idea i guess time will tell if i when i do another marathon if if that happens again it might be scary but um i'm not i'm not scarred from it um yeah i certainly didn't help myself so that's just something you gotta learn yeah well seeing you a few times out on the on the course and you you're always holding a small water bottle as your elite's often get on the track yeah. is those um, hydration stations with the bottle. So you seem to have been doing the right thing there. Was everything okay during with um, no stomach issues and feeling okay energy-wise? Yeah, I felt really good actually. Um, I missed my first bottle, so I went back for it because I was speaking to one of the guys um, the day before and he said, if you miss a bottle, go back for it because it's two seconds, three seconds that you lose. but you might make up minutes in the end. So yeah, the first, first one I didn't get, um, I went back for and, um, yeah, I, I pretty much drank, um, or had a gel from 13 to 30. Um, then I had water, uh, from then. And then I, uh, had a, a little can of Red Bull in a bottle, um, that I thought that I had shaken all the air out of, but um, that didn't, wasn't the case. Cause when I opened it up, it was pretty, 
um, pretty gassy. So I only had one or two sips out of that and then threw that away. But um, yeah, apart from that, it went smooth. Now that's great. So when, when you say you've missed a bottle, does that mean you've literally gone, but you've put your hand out and you've missed it and had to go back? No, I just forgot that I put it in that oh. position. Cause I, yeah, um, they were every five and a half K so, or five K. Um, so yeah, I just forgot, um, clocked it with my eyes and went, yeah, right. That was the first one. Um, yeah, luckily well. it wasn't too many seconds afterwards. Yeah, yeah, right. So let's backtrack a little bit because like leading into it, the, the, the few days finally leading up to the race in that week, was everything uh, pretty smooth for you in terms of taper and um, hydrating and, and, you know, loading up on nutrition prior to the event? Yeah, I think it couldn't have gone better. Um, I, yeah, like we had the um, week off from school. So that was, that helped because yeah. I could treat myself a little bit better and um, get the right sleep in. And um, yeah, nutrition was fine. I just, um, I did the carbo load like three days before and two days before and really, um, really went hard on that. And I think that helped later on in the race because I probably only felt, um, probably only felt really knackered after about 39, 40K. So, um, from what I hear in the marathon, that's not a bad place to be. Um, you're always <laughs> going to feel it because because it's 42Ks. But, um, yeah, I think uh, it couldn't have gone better. And um, there's a couple of things I'd, I think I might change for next time. But, um, yeah, it was a good first experience. Yeah, definitely. In terms of uh, pacing too and who you're running with, uh, like I was down, I'm not sure if you recall, I did post up a quick uh, – clip on instagram seeing you pass at about 7k down at broad beach but i was oh, yeah. coming up from kira so i thought i'd catch you guys on the way out and then get back for the finish of the 10k and then yeah. see you guys come through uh, twice because you come through uh, with 10k to go traveling north and then again yeah. at the finish line and i've seen you with i think it was nick earl and jacob cox at the 7k mark with a pace i hadn't acknowledged who that was um, and then when I'd driven up maybe 40, half an hour, 45 minutes later, uh, you were just with Jacob. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, what had happened between that time? Um, Tim Logan was the pacer and he, he was supposed to pace Jared Clifford um, and Jared didn't start because he had some leg issues. Um, so Tim's training partner is Jared and um, Tim also had some, leg pain as well. So he's doing us a favor. Um, and he got to about 11 K and his calf, um, twinge. So he didn't want to go any further, which is fair enough. So, um, so we got 11 K in and then, um, Tim pulled away. And I think that was when my, um, when I didn't get my bottle. So I was behind, um, and then Jacob went ahead. Um, and so is Nick Earl and I for probably, I think from about 11 to 18. So, um, so we worked together for a while and then he dropped off a little bit. Um, and then I probably caught Jacob at 
29 or 30 K. So Jacob was solo for about 18 K. Um, okay. Cause he wanted wow. to, yeah, yeah. He um, originally we'd planned to, to run through in 68 or 6730. So um, when that, when the pace had dropped off, I didn't have a, uh, I purposely um, drained my battery in my watch because I don't like looking at, uh, I usually don't race with a watch on, but um, yeah, I should have just thrown it off. It, it, but it was no use to me. Um, I didn't have any splits or anything. I just don't love feedback when I'm racing. I'd rather be in the race. So um, I knew I needed to sit back a little bit when Tim dropped out, um, just the way I was feeling. And I think Jacob wanted to go through in that specific 68 minutes. Um, so, yeah, that's where. It... Yeah. And how, so how is that agreed? Do you guys uh, communicate prior to the race um, days yeah. in advance or weeks or months ahead of the, the schedule? How does that work? Um, yeah, Jared messaged us probably two weeks before saying that he wanted to run in between 67 and 68. Um, but then, yeah, obviously he uh, wasn't feeling great in the lead up. Um, we had another guy, Dave Ridley, but he also felt he got sick um, a couple of days before. So he didn't race. Um, so, yeah, the the night before we had a, um, a technical meeting and so they go through all the where you put your drinks um, and who the paces are going to be and what's going to happen on the day. And so, um, yeah, Jacob and I met up with Tim and said we wanted to run around 68 minutes and Tim said he could do that. Um, so that's how it works. Yeah, so you Usually come through closer to 18 though. Splits. So was that, was that a, an idea to, to go out stronger then as a, a positive split marathon? Yeah, I think it's pretty ambitious to say that you're going to negative split a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't think many people can do that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Even I thought I could be even, but um, I was fairly even. But yeah, um, always go out with a little bit more um, in the tank. Yeah, and how was your how was your pace looking back at your um at your splits? Was it pretty consistent then in the end, or did you get a little bit lost um, at all with with Jacob, no, was, or was it pretty steady? No, it was pretty. Yes. I think I was 40 seconds um, from first half to second half. So that's as good as I'm ever going to be, I think. Um, going into the next marathon, I think I'll try and get after it a little bit more. Um, yeah, I just didn't know how it was going to pan out um, this time. And so I was a little bit more conservative. But um, knowing what I know now, I think I can try and push that envelope a little bit more early and, and see what happens. Yeah. So just, yeah. Setting it, setting a bit quicker next time uh, in order yeah. to, to go a bit quicker. And, and the marathon is such a long time. So just by running a minute or so quicker per K, you can make up so much time. Hey, like a few minutes, you'd be around three fifteen. Yeah. I think it was, yeah. Three fifteen. Yeah, yeah. So, and is that like, do you guys almost have to agree to a similar pace? Like, it's not always going to match out to the pace that you want to run at. Do you have to compromise sometimes to run a bit quicker or slower? 
in order to get that assistance from guys around you? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's all a compromise. Um, so, yes, some guys like Aiden, I think, um, wanted to go with us because he didn't know if there would be another group behind, um, but there ended up there was a group behind him. So he was um, thankful about that. But, yeah, and there would be guys um, around us where it might be too fast, but I'm, I'm going to go into a race where I'll be one of the slower people on the other end of that. So what comes around goes around. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And in terms of pacing, another thing I've seen out there was your coach, Jacques Nellian, on the bike. Did he, like, did he manage to follow you most of the way? And if he did, was he on the footpath or the road? Uh, yeah, he was on the footpath for most of it. Um, yeah, so he was... Uh, he got an approval from Ryan, who the who's the elite athlete manager, and um, he was really good um, because he's from the coast. He had all the people that he knew cheering, and um, he was really good at getting other people to cheer for him. So I, I couldn't have done that whole thing, I don't think, without him there. So it was really good to to have him next to me, and I think for the other guys as well, like for Nick. Um, he was really appreciative that Nick was with me for the first 10 or 15 K. Um, and then really appreciative that Jacob was there. And I hope that he gave them a little bit, um, of what he gave me, but yeah, you'll never know. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely like, that was so useful to have him there. Like what sort of things was he saying? Was it not so much pacing, but more just, um, his presence there, uh, whether he was talking or not. Yeah, he was never about pace and, and never really, like, yeah, it gets funny with the outside assistance rules and what you can do. And um, he, he obviously, and we always try and play by the rules, obviously. But, um, yeah, he's also never done a marathon before. So I think it's interesting now our relationship is um, is just keeping me in the right frame of mind. So And he knows how to do that without actually speaking about it so he was just pumping the crowd up as much as he could and and that would keep me in the right frame of mind hey i do wonder if he's keen to run a marathon now because he what he'd be close to 40 <laughs> you know there's many good marathoners out there aged around 40 yeah yeah he's well he said he's going to do Ma- um, melbourne but we'll see he Has said he, he was going to do gold coast <laughs> yeah he's done a half yeah he he did a lot of halves back in the day but um his Achilles is pretty pretty tight all the time, so be interesting to see if he can make the distance. Yeah, yeah, it'd be, be very interesting uh, to follow that. And May, how was the family? How was the, uh, the girlfriend and um, and particularly mum, who's who's uh, renowned? She'd won a Gold Coast for the females years ago, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, she did, and um, yeah, it was awesome. Um, all my family was there, or my sisters. One of my sisters is overseas, but um, yeah, it was awesome to have most of my family there. And um, yeah, my girlfriend was there with them and it was really special to see them a couple of times. Usually you only see them once or twice when you're finishing. And um, yeah, it was a little bit, I think, emotional at the end of it, um, just knowing how long it was, but knowing um, that they were there the whole time was pretty cool. Yeah. I've seen a video on Instagram 
from that guy who's been out taking a lot of videography, David Pierce, a video of you yeah. jumping over some fence, yelling out at your, your family or fans, <laughs> telling them something about where you placed um, or yeah. in terms of the Oceana too. And um, yeah, there was no surprise to them. They seemed to be following you a lot at various <laughs> points on the course, but I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, oh, my brain just went to mush at about 30, 35K. So I really had no idea where I was. Um, well, I, I had an idea. Um, and the guy that I passed on the line or near to the line, I thought was Australian, but um, I think he's just a permanent resident. So, yeah, I thought that that was the first place, Oceana, but um, he didn't end up in the results. So I don't know what happened there but yeah yeah that's that's sammy is it yeah yep yeah yeah i saw that ethiopian um is his nationality so perhaps he was representing them but yeah, yeah. He, doesn't he live in victoria yeah he's been in melbourne for like 20 years so um i think he's about as australian as you can get yeah <laughs> And um, I, th I think you're lucky you didn't catch him 10 years ago when he was running. I think his PB's 207 something. I found online. Yeah. I'm like, geez, that's flying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, lucky that he's uh, 40 or so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so what, what does the, um, the next few months look like for you now? Are you going to have a bit of time off? Have you yeah. had much time off this week? I assume you haven't run much at all. Yeah, I ran on Monday because I thought... Um, I uh, was researching a bit about how to, to best um, approach like the de debrief of a marathon. And um, I was going to try and run till Wednesday, but obviously um, didn't run on Tuesday or Wednesday. Didn't really feel like good yesterday. So I think I might just take the week, uh, a week off and then rebuild. Um, I'm going to do city to surf. Um, just because I want to go down to Sydney and, and see my brother who lives down there. So I'll do that race. And then um, I'd like to do another marathon. I just don't know where at the moment. So um, a couple options um, and whether or not I want to put myself through that much pain for the next year. But um, yeah, I'm definitely, definitely keen to do another marathon. I, I also want to do a few more um road races just to um yeah make the most of the road season yeah definitely it's it's only really melbourne and sydney this year sunny coast is uh clashing with city to surf isn't it yeah yeah so i'll do i'll do city to surf and maybe city to bay um in adelaide just depends on a whole lot of things but yeah city to surf is the the next one on the cards is that 14K, the Adelaide one, is it? Uh, no, it's a 12 no, That's a 12 so. yeah. yeah. Mate, so with you becoming a bit more elite now, how's that going to work with school? Will they give you time off? Will they give you um, elite athletes uh, <laughs> paid leave? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know how much more elite a 217 would be, but <laughs> um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to see. Uh, luckily, most of the races are on Sunday um so yeah yeah if i had to take a day off here and there i think they'd be okay with it but also uh yeah at the moment my job comes first because yeah uh, 
It's the only way I can pay to pay, uh, stay in this place. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, back to work on a Monday be pretty rough yeah. after a Sunday. But I do agree with um, getting active and getting moving for recovery post run. I'd run the half yeah. on on um, Saturday. I got out. I'd run about ten k just running around the marathoners on yeah. the Sunday, and then nice. Monday again. And it's almost like I escaped the the true soreness. I didn't run a marathon like you, but uh, I think it is important. Lots of people just decide to take a week or two off entirely but even if it's walking i think or a slow jog i think you're definitely right with that yeah yeah the active recovery is the the new way to um to go i think people have learned more about it and there's a lot of research out there saying that it's the best way to to be yeah yeah definitely um well mate um yeah i think we've we've got a really good chunk of your experience here at gold coast uh, this yeah. afternoon so i appreciate you coming on and yeah looking forward to seeing how the rest of your pans out we see you surf where do you where do you see yourself placing there do you think oh i don't know it depends who does it i think um with it again the people going overseas um will probably work in my favor but i'm sure that um ed goddard will probably be down there so yeah yeah it'll be good to and brett robinson's um not going to do any of the major champs so uh we'll see he might do that one but um yeah i i just want to be competitive in a race again and wherever that um will take me that's where i'll end up no it's fantastic and you won't wear a superman outfit like aiden hobbs nah (laughs) i'll have to wear my on gear (laughs) yeah that's right Uh, well cheers mate thank you very much and i'll yeah put this up this afternoon and uh, yeah, I've learned yeah. a lot through your experience. And again, congratulations on it. It's amazing to be sub 220 in your first Mara at, at uh, you're 25, aren't you, this year? Yeah, 25, yeah. Yeah, so so much time ahead of you. So thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, Ollie. No worries. Cheers, mate. Take it easy, eh? Right. Yeah, will do. See ya. See you later.